spread a console, the golden disc. Maximals came after them, and they crashed both their ships. Landed on the earth with two moons. They fought in the beast wars. I mean, what else were they gonna do? War and beast. War and beast. We talk about. Welcome to the War and Beast podcast, the podcast that realizes that it's going to have to change its theme song because we probably aren't going to have two moons after this. I'm Greg. I'm Emily. I'm Jordan. Raven no Hadiba Edge. I'm Kendall. (laughs) (laughs) And this week we are reviewing the first part of the two-part season finale for season one, Other Voices Part 1. Uh, interesting opening episode, but yeah, we, we'll, we'll get into it a bit more. Anyways, yes, I am back. I'm feeling better. I was off sick. I had a very bad cold and I sounded kind of like Batman. It would have been cool recording, but it would, needless to say, I would have been in a lot of pain to talk. That's just, you have to, so. you have to talk the most out of any of us on the show. It's yeah. Right? He had to, he had so. to download that new OS. Yeah. <laughs> I, I caught the virus, so I had to get the updates and had to do a rollback and then, Saw the updates. Yeah, it was just a big mess. But yeah, so so yes, I'm back. We're back. We've got uh, we've got some special plans for Valentine's Day. As we are recording this, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. But when you guys hear it, it will be like four days later. So yeah, so hopefully I mean, like, I'll we could, we could plug the Valentine's Day stream and the Valentine's Day episode, <laughs> but it's already been happening. So yeah, so, so look at right before here on your iTunes feed. For the Valentine's Day special episode that Jordan and I did, where we talk about season two, episode sixteen of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. And actually, I made sure that I put in Buffy the Vampire Slayer into the search keywords, so it will come up on iTunes as people search for Buffy. Hopefully, ah, <laughs> uh-huh. cool. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's yes. a promotion. And depending oh. on how things go, I'll probably have like edited versions of the stream Emily and I are going to be doing on the YouTube channel, hopefully. Oh, that's right, yes. But it, and I don't know if I'll yeah. get up by Saturday, though. Oh, <laughs> or uh, today. <laughs> well, I mean, like, even if even if you don't get edited versions, they can always check on Twitch for the archive. Yeah, that's true. It won't, it won't be edited or clean or anything, but it'll be fine. And we're playing, uh, what are we playing, Jordan? Roommates. <laughs> Roommates. It's a, it's a dating sim for Valentine's Day. <laughs> so yes, we've got stuff planned here at Warren Beast for Valentine's Day, and I think I know of at least one other TWA Valentine's related thing that most people will probably see. Most most of the listeners here will probably be aware of it. So yeah, I won't I won't spoil it for folks. But yes, anyways, getting to Beast Wars since I've been gone for a week. Um, thankfully, nobody tried to kill me this time. 
<laughs> I wouldn't try it. Jordan would just bring you back anyways. <laughs> <laughs> we did we did up the death tally though. Oh yes, that's yeah. right. So you are up to yeah. two deaths. Yeah. I got better. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um so yes, Kendall, do you have anything from IMDB for this episode? So uh there is no trivia for this episode. However, as you may have uh noticed, um the uh the voice of the alien sounds like he's talking in Klingon. So uh, those of you who are trying to learn your Klingon phrase of the week, Ravon no Adiba Edge means welcome to War and Beast in Klingon. That's nice. amazing. Ah, good going. I appreciate that. Even, even more cross-brand promotion. Technically, technically, <laughs> directly, it means welcome to War and Animal, but they don't have a word for beast because it was a uh. very, it's not a complete language. It's a language that was designed for like one of the movies. I don't remember yeah. which one. That guy really sounded like he was talking in Klingon in that one scene. <laughs> but either way, it still works out well. <laughs> Though I'm surprised that there wasn't any actual IMDb trivia. Uh, the, I, that's the fun thing about IMDb. <laughs> some yeah. episodes that don't matter have a ton of trivia, and some that matter have no trivia. <laughs> well, we had a, a lot of extra trivia last episode, so I hope I don't make it. Uh, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's Emily wouldn't true. let me read as much as I wanted to, but <laughs> I mean, I wasn't sure how much extra content we were going to have. I didn't want to pad out the episode. It turns out we could have had a lot more. But... Yeah, that was my fault. I thought I had more backed up recordings from our earlier episodes. So uh... That's but... okay. I listened to it yes uh, Saturday, and it turned out all right. Yeah, we also we had some we had some special shoutouts for. Uh, Yes, some some musical acts that were on last episode. Mind you, we didn't really hear anything from Stan Bush, so I just wanted to give I gave Stan Bush a shout out on Twitter. Uh, but we did we did uh, have some contact with our other musical artist, which the name is escaping. It was Gab Miracle of Sound. Yes, Gavin Miracle Dunn. of ah. Yes. So we we did. Uh, I I did message uh, Miracle of Sound, and we got the okay to use the portion of music that is in this past Saturday's episode. So that was Where very gracious. That? Was, that a, was that on Twitter or like, uh, uh, no, I, I messaged him through Facebook. Oh yeah. Cool. So. Yeah. No, he's, he's, a, he's, he's awesome. I love, I love his music. And I, I don't think like we, 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 we plugged him as we should, but I don't think it's like yeah. he needs the exposure. He's far more popular than we are. <laughs> <laughs> if but anything, yeah. so if anybody it, wants to, sh- you know, yeah, give if, us if, a if, shout you know, out. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if Gavin had retweeted us, that would have helped us a lot. But <laughs> that's <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> He's a great guy. I, mm. I listen on a podcast all the time too. He does a podcast uh, with Jim Sterling and Laura Kate Dale. Oh, nice! Um, but I need to plug it because again, it's very popular. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So, so we don't have any IMDb this week. So we move on to Jordan. Do you have anything from the wiki? Uh, a bit, yeah. Um, they did mention a continuity error that I think was just more of them nitpicking, where the Tarantulas and Black Arachnia's plan, uh, they point out, like, didn't they already have a working stasis pod from Black Arachnia? So I'm guessing, though, that was a while ago. There might have been, it might have already been, like, you know, salvaged or something else happened to it. That's certainly possible. But anyway, there, there have it, been some explosions in this show. Yes. <laughs> uh, little There's bit. Some, there's some continuity notes as well, um, mentioning how this is pretty much ex- has to almost immediately follow the last episode, 
uh, since you know the truce is still going on, Lost Mater is yeah. being repaired. Yes, we have actual continuity. And um, let's see where. Oh, and it just rem- reminds us that it was in the trigger part one where Rhinox observed that one of the moons was lighter than it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was interesting, I d- and I didn't notice this, but someone pointed out that this is the first of several episodes centered on the aliens that all uh, all start with other V, such as other voices, other visits, other victories. Like they're all those are all uh, episodes or c- multiple episodes that like center around the, the aliens on the on this planet. And they all start with the word with like the other, and then a V word. I noticed that when I was looking at the episode list today. When I was looking at, yeah, that's actually pretty neat. It's a nice little and, theme. Yeah, um, it's oh, uh, when the when the aliens mentioned that uh, this is the specimen was analyzed before. That's probably uh, mentioning back how Optimus was uh, analyzed in Chain of Command, like when oh, he was traveling that. And uh, they also mentioned that this is the first time we see the original golden disc since the first episode. Yep, that's very true, too. And then it also mentions, like, two Transformer references, one being the giant Unicron head, which is from Mm -hmm. the Transformers the movie, uh, and the fact that they got from Optimus' data tracks suggesting that not not all information about the Great War was sealed away by the Maximal Elders. So, yeah. Why does Unicron have two horns? Is that in the... (laughs) You, no, 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 It's Unicron, Unicron, not corn. Cron. <laughs> well, that's just Cron. still Una one. Yeah, but see, and it's he a does... play on words with the unicorn. Yes, I don't. I think it might be. Yeah, it might be with that. But it might be the universe. Is what I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I guess. Still, <laughs> he, he's a, he's a planet. I don't know if you know that, but well, in the same. Sort of sense. Unicron is supposed to be similar to like a Transformers version of the Devil, only giant and eats planets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's even got like Devil wings and shit. Yeah, yeah, because the the opposing force to Unicron is Primus, which is essentially like the Transformers god. So, and okay. it mentions that the the hologram statement that that which does not become part of the one shall become void might actually be a quote from the Transformers universe uh, series where Unicron uh, quotes that that which does become a part of me shall become one with the Great Void. Or it might be a twisted version of the mantra to all is one. Yeah, to all are one. Don't they say something about there is only Zool in Ghostbusters? Isn't there a line about Zool that sounds like that line? (laughs) I don't think I don't think there anyone's being possessed in this episode though. I, like yeah. like before. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember. We need a I need <laughs> we need uh what's his name on this episode to tell me whether I remember that Ghostbusters quote correctly. Joe? Joe. What's his yeah. name? <laughs> Poor Joe. <laughs> Joe, we love you. <laughs> Look, it took me like it took me like 5 episodes to remember Jordan's name. <laughs> so we won't go into how many episodes it took for me to realize that Jordan's name was incorrect on the website. What <laughs> <laughs> Jordan? Um, oh, uh, and for trivia, we've got it mentions again how, like we mentioned uh, the last full episode we did, where this was supposed, you know, this was actually going to be four parts instead of uh, the two-parter and like the one part, the one episode that kind of leads into it. Yeah. Um, but and even though they said that they could, they could only do it that at the time they only ended up doing a two parter the two are 
the episode before this one is actually still kind of really heavily linked to the following episode. So, well, yeah, because they make normally what what we get at the just as I'm not going to go into the whole episode, but the start of this episode, we get the callback like the little preview saying last time on Beast Wars yeah. and it shows the last episode. Normally, they only do that on the two parters. So, yeah. Yeah, the the last episode could almost be like a part one of three. Yeah, but although I'm glad it isn't because last episode wasn't very good. <laughs> very true. <laughs> if last, um, I feel like if the last episode was Man of Steel, this episode was uh, Batman versus Superman. I feel I felt like this was the Batman versus Superman of, of uh, Transformers episodes myself. So is you know. that good or bad? <laughs> For me, it's like bad. slightly better than what. <laughs> Man of Steel was. It's the thing is, it would have been it would have been much better if not for the things that they took from the previous episode. Okay, gotcha. Because most of my problems with Batman versus Superman were with stuff from Man of Steel that yeah. just they just that had makes to, a bit more sense because it was yeah. a sequel of Man of Steel. Because the biggest issue with this episode was that freaking like they still are like, oh, oh, it's not we're in a ceasefire, so I can punch you and kick you in the balls. <laughs> and that's a good segue for mentioning that after that, that Wasmator has a voice that you would expect from someone being kicked there. <laughs> Yay trivia! Also, um, someone did uh, did some Cybertronics uh, translation when uh, Tarantulas was working on a computer, and there was a series of purple bars and red bars. Yes, they basically they are labeled as bass and treble. <laughs> <laughs> That's he was funny. getting ready to, you know, center his, his mixtape. Drop some fat beats. <laughs> That's why he was so upset when when Black Arachne showed up because he it was going to spoil the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we got for trivia. Okay, so there you go. There's all the trivia. Uh, so I guess we might as well get into the episode then. Um, this episode, like I alluded to earlier, we get a bit of a preview of the previous episode. Just you know, talking about the truce and the golden disc that was discovered and then the very final scene where we have Tigertron explaining everything. Did anybody else feel like they wished that we had seen that episode last week instead of the piece of garbage that we saw? You mean the, the, the short, the short inversion here? Well, the, the, uh, the, the episode that they're showing recaps of instead of the piece of garbage that we saw, like it's, it's, uh, this <laughs> oh, so you're not... wishing that they had a, con- <laughs> that they had to just condense it down to thirty seconds and shown it. And no, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm, no, I mean episode. this was highlights from. These were highlights from what could have been a very good episode. <laughs> <laughs> if it was an episode that was like about the truce and about the thing, and it was like really actually a truce, and they're like, you know, because they like make reference to like at least we got to keep the peace and da, 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 like a bunch of the thing. And, uh, you get you <laughs> get what, what I'm saying. saying. You get what yeah. I'm saying. I'll yes. move on now. It's a very misleading way. Like, oh, I should watch the last episode. Exactly. I literally it. saw that and I was like, I need to rewatch the last episode. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin just sits down and starts watching it and then realizes, no, God, throws the remote away. He's like, ah. So Twitter person who for some reason arbitrarily started with this episode, don't listen to, well, you can listen to the last episode, but don't watch the last episode. Be a monster and listen to our last episode without watching the show because it was bad. You don't need, you don't need to see it. This, 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 pro, this last time on segment tells you everything you need to know about last episode. Yeah. In the span of 30 seconds. So it, it, it eliminates the need of a 21 minute episode 
and just tax on an extra 30 seconds. The only thing you'll be missing out on is Tigertron's hacking scene, which is pretty good. That's true. Which we did have a comment on, because somebody was like, oh my god, I don't remember seeing this in the show. I'm like, this is the hacking scene we were talking about. Oh my gosh, the rubber ducky from when Megatron was in that bathtub has an article on the on the TF. <laughs> You're rubber surprised by that? Well, I didn't think they would make a full-on article for it. Oh, I'm, I'm not surprised by that rubber ducky getting an article. Did I forget about a rubber ducky? <laughs> the rubber ducky is a non-transforming Predacon and Decepticon ally bath toy from the Beast Wars portion of Generation 1 and the 2001 Re- Robots in Disguise continuity family. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> a non-trans... God damn it. He's <laughs> an ally. I like that. <laughs> it was given as a souvenir at BotCon 2016. Oh my That's pretty god. Cute. That's awesome. Did it have like a little Predacon logo on it? Uh, I'm not sure. I would like to think that the rubber ducky has no alliances. Oh, it was a tentative autograph item. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can sort of see. It doesn't want to take sides. Having a... Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, it was originally made so that uh, it wasn't going to be scaled for anything. Like, you know, like it was just to be uh, an autographed item because David Kay was one of the guests uh, at 2016, so you could have him sign it. The, oh, okay, the voice yeah. of Megatron, if, yeah. if that didn't ring a bell. Uh, but apparently... Uh, before BotCon, BotCon began, it was discovered that the BotCon 2016 Megatron souvenir figure could hold the ducky in the palm of his hand. Oh, God. <laughs> God, that's so cute. <laughs> cool. They should have had that rubber ducky as part of the, they should have had the rubber ducky as part of the $15 toy. <laughs> would have been great. People would have opened up the toy and been like, why is the rubber ducky here? And then they yeah, they're very the confused show. as to why that's there, unless they've you know, like, seen it Greg, before. Greg, it would have been it would have been a hot topic exclusive variant. Uh, See, now all sure. I can think of is Smug Duck from Wakfu. It's just like uh, it's just like <laughs> not familiar. It's just like the uh, the pop vinyl. If you get the Sailor Moon pop vinyl at Hot Topic, it's exactly the same, except for the little Luna figure has. Uh, band-aids over her forehead like she does in the first episode of the show and my wife was very uh, adamant she was like i do not want that one i want the i want the regular one <laughs> i would love the bandage one because that's really cute <laughs> but only after you have the regular one right seems like the regular one would be easier to get a hold of so i'd probably go for the bandage one first and then try to get the regular one they're they're pop finals they're both easy to get a hold of they're beanie babies i guess that's true like yeah pop i'm, I'm sorry I'm, I'm like only I'm playing Pokemon. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners might have heard me go like, damn it. Find a Growlithe and it kept calling for help. And I was like, fuck off. <laughs> and also, we live, in, we live in, in the United States of America where we have like, yeah, we're, we're, not, we're not savages like you guys in Canada. I'm going to name my uh, Growlithe Greg in honor of this podcast. <laughs> I know one of my friends has a Panchem named after me. <laughs> How do you... I can't. I could never get into nicknaming Pokemon. Like I nickname I, all of my Pokemon. I, every single one I can. It depends I, for me. Using them. I named my very first Squirtle title after Tidal Wave. So uh, I, I thought I it was just, a good name. I was I like just, twelve. So 
I just, I don't know. And I hated, like, in the games, and you get a trade, and it's got it in the Pokemon, and, like, Mr. Mime has a freaking nickname, and it's like, that's the only way you can get Mr. Mime, and he has a freaking nickname, and it's stupid. <laughs> and, and you can't change it Couldn't because it's traded. Ugh. It's the worst. Yeah, but now can't you just breed one? You can now, but why would you okay. want a Mr. Mime now? <laughs> Good point. How would, how would you Pokedex? breed a Mr. Mime? Wouldn't you just send it to Mime School? <laughs> They're born. They're send it to France. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean the uh, Kalos. Kalos region? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan was so on top of that. I'm like, Mr. Oh, the, Mr. Kalos. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you have because Mime Junior has can. Well, no, you can catch Mime Junior wild sometimes, but it's like theoretically. And, 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 and then X and Y, you can get like hordes of them. Mime Junior. Yeah, yeah. That's scary. But he's like, a, he's like, yeah. But he can breed with a ditto or whatever. Anything can breed with a ditto. <laughs> well, except for the stuff that can't breed. It has a slut. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that? There's now a lot of. I don't think ditto can breed with a ditto. On it. Sorry. There's a bunch of like uh, Pokemon plushes with Ditto faces on. Like it's basically the Ditto like from that one episode of Pokemon that couldn't quite get faces. So it's like all the various oh, yeah, Pokemon yeah. with the, with the with the Ditto face on it. Oh yeah, there's tons of like plushies that are just like and that it's like oh this is Bulbasaur but with a Ditto face. And that is why they put out a rubber ducky as a as a con exclusive at a Transformers <laughs> thing because all because. Everything that you can think of exists. <laughs> I was just about to ask who would win in a, in a tug of war between two teams of Mr. Mimes. <laughs> a tug of war? Yeah, because they don't use mimes. Oh, I can't reach the. Oh, Sorry, it's I over there. Yeah, I'm making a mime joke. <laughs> I got it in early this time. Handle, get on it. But up to Anyway, <laughs> we got we got there another episode to review. <laughs> Sorry, I had to walk across the room. <laughs> the drums are over there. They're not right next to me right now. Oh, what the? Okay. Oh, ju- just a little sneak behind the curtain thing. When I was reviewing, when I was editing the episode this past Saturday, and I heard that drum, the the rim shot, I immediately messaged everybody <laughs> in this group and said, "God damn it! How come I never got the rim shot?" So. Pokemon Sun decided to just come out of my DS for no reason, and then, like, my game crashed. It just popped out for, like, no freaking reason. That's not good. So, I've had that happen with my uh, 3DS games on occasion, and I don't know if it's because I just bumped it or what. It makes no sense, though. I wasn't even touching Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it's because Sun's a bad game. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I, I, I hope it didn't fuck my file up is all. But, yeah, anyways, continue with the actual podcast. Yeah. Not yes. playing Pokemon. We, we have an episode to review. So, we open <laughs> we open this episode on uh, sort of like a little panning zoom. We we zoom over the Earth with two moons, two the in fact two two moons, and the camera sort of goes in between, and we get a a new transwarp portal and this glowing sort of disc that shoots out of it, and then passes by the camera, and we then cut to Rhinox, who gets an alert to an a power anomaly in Grid Tryon. Uh, he he immediately gets the computer to display the coordinates, and he also gets it to cross-reference the energy energy signature 
from the previous alien contacts to which they confirmed that yes it is in fact the aliens again so optimus appears and says that the their unknown friends are about to arrive and of course they have a little discussion about how well Optimus sort of refers to these aliens as the landlord and that they need that they finally need to visit with them I hate when that happens yeah it's always awkward yeah there's some strict landlords. That's true. Actually, I've actually had really good landlords. That's not true for me. But <laughs> that they, I mean, I think that this is a this is a. I feel like I feel like it's a pretty uh, accurate representation of landlords. Well, they never paid a deposit for pets. <laughs> yeah, they, they are pets. The, they didn't exactly. get their pet deposit. Like Dinobot wasn't on the lease. <laughs> Like who, who's this? Who's the extra roommate who came in here? Like, oh well, you mean he joined after we landed? He's like, you can just do that for telling me. <laughs> yeah, they oh, got They have to. He needs to pay thirty four dollars to have his credit checked. <laughs> yep. But also, the last landlord waited like half a year before replacing the battery in our in our smoke detector. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Oh, how, you'd be surprised how a sustained beep every five seconds uh, actually kind of just disappears <laughs> current you, landlord is fantastic because she's my mother you kept oh. her, you kept your thing Bye. when our when our uh when our um thing starts to beep my wife just puts it in the freezer and breaks it it was in an attic space that oh you couldn't get to it okay well we could but it was kind of like dangerous and <laughs> and so it was pretty much just safer to let it go but um, my landlord before that, he was pretty nice because he like he would like give everybody here on Christmas time chocolates in the apartment building. Oh, oh nice! Cool. But apparently, he wasn't very good to like like my my friend had the same landlord later, and like when he had kids, and apparently, he wasn't a good landlord if you have kids. But it was yeah. weird because he was a dad, so I don't understand why. I feel like I feel like that makes him an even better landlord if he's a bad landlord if he discourages people from having kids. <laughs> <laughs> I it's like. Terrible. I hate it when my they neighbors have, have kids. There's more space. Yeah, but like parents need like to live. They need to. Have, they need a place yeah, they to can live. Have, they <laughs> can have the landlords that are good with kids, but are like bad. But like don't like loud music. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're not going to get into this discussion. We're going to watch these <laughs> I'm just over here with my kid in the in the next room. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, like when I uh, when I lived uh, out out east, which you guys don't know what I refer to when I say out east, but if you live in Columbus, you know what I meant. Technically, you live west to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, on the east side of Columbus, uh, and uh, you know when I lived there, you know I liked it because the because the cops were always like you know dealing with all the murders that were like up the road, and they didn't care if I sat on my if I had a beer on my porch or if I uh, you know had had music. That was like loud past ten, and you know my uh, my neighbors they were all strung out on drugs, so they didn't care if I was a little bit loud, a little bit late. You know, it was nice sounds, as opposed sounds. to like as opposed to like when I was you know when I hung out at my wife's uh, my now wife my then girlfriend's house, and uh, my fr- we had some friends over and we were talking in the backyard at ten o'clock at ni- at nine thirty at night, and they threatened to call the cops on us. You know, so it's all you know it's all what you're looking for. <laughs> oh well, I mean, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna get into my friend's situation. It's just, it's too complicated. It's, you know, about like landlords. Anyway, this podcast, <laughs> we're, we're we're getting way off topic here. We got an episode that we are not even two minutes into yet. <laughs> That's okay. We got started early tonight, so <laughs> we did. All right, yeah, oh, yeah. We, got, we only were forty five minutes late tonight, so 
Yeah. We're usually at least an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So Optimus uh, checks to see who is closest to this energy signature. It turns out that it's Air, that it's Air Razor and Rattrap. And he asks Rhinox to tell them to meet him at those coordinates. And he lifts off and we can only assume is headed towards the energy signature from these aliens. From here, uh, we then cut to Tarantulas's lair. And he is working on his console. Apparently, like we alluded to earlier, I think he's working on his mixtape for Black Arachnia. And she ruined the surprise by showing up early. And that's why he's so pissed off. Tarantulas the DJ sounds awesome. Yeah. So, but we do, she, she sort of announces herself and she pops out from behind a rock and Tarantulas already has his gun drawn, is about ready to shoot her and then just sort of resigns himself and walks off. Uh, he, he's also picked up on this alien energy signal, but he doesn't really seem to care too much as he's more focused on trying to track down a stasis pod, which is, it turns out the next one isn't supposed to land for another, another 30 mega cycles. So he's kind of PO'd about that. Apparently it's way too much time for him to be able to escape the dirt ball as he puts it. Um, he and black arachnia have a bit of a back and forth about she's, she refers to him as a partner. He's like, I'm not your partner. Now go away. <laughs> I'm not your pal, buddy. Ew, cuties. Get out of here. <laughs> so Black Arachnia sort of alludes to, well, you don't want me to tell Megatron about the transwarp cell that you stole, do you? She's like, I can, besides, I can get you past the Maximus defense shield. And he's like, well, what does that matter? Because the, their ship can't fly anyway. And she's like, no, but they probably have intact stasis pods on the ship. Because they take care of their mm. stasis pods that they recover. Mm. Or they might also have stasis pods that weren't used or something. That's, That's true, true, too. Yeah. So we, we then cut to Megatron, who's watching all of this unfold from a hidden camera, assumedly. Uh, he he okay. then turns his attention to... Oh, sorry, Kendall, so what were you going to say? some math. Okay. And, yes. uh, and I, cause I concluded that at one point later in the episode or in the preview for next episode or something like that, they're like, it's gonna, the planet's gonna blow up in 24 cycles. Okay. And, uh, and so I'm guessing that that's, that I, I've concluded from that, that a cycle is about a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so 30 mega cycles, I did some math is mm-hmm. roughly 57 years. <laughs> so... Those are some very stable uh, orbits. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know, the few that didn't get a very good orbit, they crashed down. I mean, yeah. I guess there could be time jumps in between episodes, but that seems like a long <laughs> That's time. That's very true. Just, just wanted to, you know, give a give a feel for so it. So wait, what? What if it? If what if if by twenty four cycles they meant twenty four hours? Which I mean, it doesn't seem like it would be that long, but would that cut it down to like months? Um, no, that or, would make it longer. That would make it sixty okay. times longer, or twenty. Yeah, it would make it twenty. Uh, if there's, yeah, if a cycle is because I did it as a cycle is a minute, and so, mega as as in and mega is a million is a million cycles. So okay, a million minutes is less time than a million uh, hours. Okay, that's oh. how that's how math works. That's how I get. Well, see, I could if. Jordan, if it had been Greg or Emily that said it, I could have been like, that's how we do, like, how we measure time down here in America. But, <laughs> you know, I don't know how the math works. I wasn't falling for that. 
Actually, cycles would be an hour, hour work day. <laughs> Mega cycles. Down here in America. Mega cycles. I, I just couldn't be, care less about the whole like cycles, what they actually translate to. So I'm just staying out of it. <laughs> I know. I know. It, it actually doesn't matter, and it's actually nonsense. I just kind of like to point out when they no, measure it's, it's things good. weird. <laughs> It's all good. I'm sure, okay. I'm sure some listeners very much appreciate this kind of stuff. We <laughs> save them the trouble of having to do the math themselves. <laughs> we aim to educate and inform. So, like I mean, Myers if a cycle Timer. was a second, then that would only be like a little bit less than a year. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, maybe there's these are like immortal, immortal robot animal things. Maybe there's time jumps. That's certainly possible, man. So. We we getting back to the episode. We've got Megatron who has turned his attention to another monitor that he's looking at, and we get Waspinator who is coming out of the regeneration pool uh, that the the Predacons use. How did and he get his head back? Good question. It was it was in Tarantulas's lair last time. Yeah. Did they did they remake his head? And does that mean that the other head is still has his own consciousness? These are the questions that we'll That's, never find out. There's yeah. like a, isn't there like a, uh, um, there's like a, a thing that that's a thing. Like, oh man, there's like a sci-fi thing that like th- this person can like regenerate. Doctor Who? <laughs> yes, Doctor Who you can regenerate. It might actually be something that from Doctor Who. from Return to Oz? But it's like, it's like they, they um, torture the person because they chop off their head and then they see the so that the original head sees the other head growing and vice versa so they don't know which one whether they're the real whoever oh, or not. Up. I can't, I'm not sure about that then. I can't remember I can't remember what that's so what it's I, I also was gonna suggest is that since uh Black Arachne had just kicked kicked the head to the side in the layer it took him that. That's why he's not only now regenerating. It took him that long to, for his head to roll all the way back to the base. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of us. Oh my god! I want to see that episode where it's just it's just Waspinator's head trying to get back to base, and like it like it like it'll be lying there, and one of the spider things walk by, and be like, "Spider friend, help Waspinator!" <laughs> <laughs> and then like he gets like picked that? up by like an, an eagle or something, and gets dropped somewhere else, and like. Oh. <laughs> I want to see that as an episode. <laughs> is this like one of the times that he sent balls. that Megatron sent Black Arachne to check on Tarantulas? Uh, uh, no, this is yes, that was her the last to, episode. Well, no, but he asked. He didn't ask her to check the Tarantulas. He asked her to check out the trans warp drive room, which then she could, then came across Wasmander's body, and she took Wasmander's body to well, his head to Tarantula, and she kicked uh, it at him. Well, I mean, she obviously left at some point. Maybe she took the head with her. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it seems like a, it seems against their plans. It's the whole reason that they, they destroyed Waspinator was so he couldn't tell Megatron what happened. That yeah. seemed more like an afterthought, though. <laughs> like, he just shoved him in the room and, and then tossed the bomb in. Like, well, might as well while I'm a hair. Yeah. It's like, I always sure. thought about doing it. Now I have the chance. But I mean, like, when they, Black Arachne was using, like, oh, I could tell Megatron about your plans... As leverage to like uh, to get him on her side, but like if Waspinator is just going to tell Gatron anyway, yeah. I guess I got the sense that she was playing both sides. That like, could be it. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, considering what we had happen with the um, with the Flying Island episode, it wouldn't put it past her. Yeah. 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 But speaking of Waspinator, he comes out <laughs> of the regeneration pool, and his head is on backwards. 
So he, we get this painful looking scene of him twisting his head <laughs> on his neck so that he, he's facing properly and all aligned again. And he, he shows how he's, he's rather upset with the, the spider and how he wants to, uh, to kick Tarantulas's butt. But uh, Megatron has other plans and wants to send him to secure the area where this alien signal is coming from. And we get a little scene of Wasp Manier saying, Not fair. Wasp Manier always gets slag assignments. <laughs> Megatron says, may I remind Waspinator that the current ceasefire applies only in reference to the Maximals. <laughs> <laughs> and then Waspinator is like, Waspinator will go. <laughs> and I've seen this episode like three times now, and every single time I go, aww. <laughs> he sounds so dejected. <laughs> yeah. It is true, though, because he gets all the slag, slag work. Poor Waspinator. Yeah. So as Waspinator goes, uh, we get Megatron, who, of course, being Megatron, is talking to himself a bit because, you know, he likes to have intelligent conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he makes mention of how he needs to be very careful. Uh, and he, of course, looks at the original Golden Disc. And this is where we get to see the original Golden Disc again for the first time since the first. I think we said that it was the first episode. We hadn't seen it since yep. then. Yeah, this yeah. time we actually see like it has record grooves on it, though. Yes. Yep. So we we then cut from here, and we we cut to uh, Air Razor and Rat Trap. Rat Trap's flying on her back. <laughs> he he Much makes more men- comfortable than last time. Yes. So maybe he lost a couple of kilos. But uh, <laughs> they're they're going in to examine this. I, I don't even know how to just it's like a circle it's not Stonehenge it's so I, they're like out in the desert and there's like this windswept area that's kind of that's been kind of cleared with like a circle that has like the pattern all, looks like 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 ant tunnels honestly but it's not in actually like you know straight lines it's just kind of curving yeah. back and forth through it yeah and there's and like there's, there's pillars almost yeah, like there's, pillars. Yeah, like equidistance from the edge, like rendering the side, and then in the middle is a big glowing sphere. Yeah. So is that what landed? Because it's like it's like it's like a. It, so I it's don't like know. A big area. It's not. It doesn't look like a ship or anything. Or was it just I think like it the, was this. I think it was the energy sphere that landed. Yeah. Because okay, don't they say it's like it's stabilized uh, energon? Yes. So it's not like the the raw that they find, and I that's what I thought too because. It just seemed like when it went, when the it, like when the sphere came down and basically went to the little slot in the very middle of this big circle, it kind of blew away the sand, and that's why it's it's now cleared. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. At least that's what I imagined. Yeah, because because in the very center of this circle that we're describing, there's this big glowing sphere, and as it turns out, it's stable energon. Uh, Rattrap is kind of amazed. He's like, "It's stable," and so uh, Air Razor. Uh, makes mention that with it being stable that it should then be able to be scanned. So she decides to transform and starts running a scan on it and then immediately gets zapped by one of these pillars and gets sort of knocked away. Um, from here, uh, Rattrap sort of like freaked out. He's wondering what the heck's going on. Um, and we then get this sphere sort of, it lowers into the ground. Well, yeah, it sort of lowers into the ground, and it starts powering up. 
and then it has like this energy discharge that sh- that knocks Rat Trap into a sand dune outside of the circle. Mm-hmm. And he, he's he gets up and he says, "Oh, my aching coils." <laughs> And as he is sort of reapproaching the circle, this matter sort of envelops the circle. It's it's almost like um, it like makes like an energy form the traces, and then as and then as it goes over it, it forms this weird green dome solid from like thing, the yeah. Solid, yeah, basically from the top down. Yeah, it almost looks like a UFO if it was like made out of moss or something. Yeah, it's got oh. kind of like cracked texture on it. Yeah, it almost looks like the sort of texture you would have seen in like a an old school Windows uh, wallpaper. Which makes sense because that's probably what old school yeah, Windows is made true. This. Yeah, but yeah. So Rattrap, he transforms and he radios to Optimus and tells him to get his button gear because uh, they've got a situation. And he, he refers to this structure now as some kind of nutty alien bungalow. And that is swallowed air razor. So as he's talking to Optimus, we get Waspinator who flies up behind him and essentially like body checks him and interrupts his conversation with Optimus, who in turn sort of speeds in their direction. Um, We then cut inside. And so it's very, uh, I almost want to, I almost want to say something like druidic. Um, It's like the outside of like the outer part of this room is completely black. The only illumination that we have is light coming from the pillars and from the center orb. And, and I, there's some whites, like some of the areas on the oh, right. are, white. are yeah. Yeah. white. Yeah. But uh, as, as she's looking around, uh, she starts to hear these voices that are speaking in a language that she's obviously not understanding. <laughs> And she says, I mean you no harm. And then the voice sounds rather aggressive. And then she starts getting zapped with this electricity. And the electricity bolts sort of pull her up over the orb that's in the ground and continue to shock her. I feel like that voice was saying, like, yeah, you don't mean us any harm. Okay. Yeah, we're so fucking scared. (laughs) (laughs) And this this is where it's talking in the Klingon language. Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's very different. It's aggressive, but, like Klingon. I can understand. That. Yeah. So basically, it's like they she doesn't mean them harm, but they mean her harm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we then cut back outside, and Rat Travis says, makes mention that this is definitely not his day. And then Waspinator has transformed, and he talks about how he's going to secure the area and tells Rat Trap to leave, or he's going to be scrapped. And Rat Trap comes back saying, "No chance, Bugface. I got here first. He's like, "Besides, we got a ceasefire going. Remember?" He's, and Waspinator, this is the part that you were upset about, Kendall. Yeah, because Waspinator. I, I, I do like his first tactic. It was like, "I was here first. Yeah, fighters <laughs> keepers. Yeah, I, I do like this fight though. Rat Trap's pretty cool here. Yeah." This so, is like the scene in uh, Revenge of the Sith when Padme's combing her hair. It's like it's like they didn't they, the the Anakin, they had to insert the Anakin Padme romance thing that didn't work in Episode Two in just to remind you that it's a thing and so that people could point to that scene even though the rest of the movie's good. <laughs> Kendall's not bitter. 
Mm. No. <laughs> this this scene, not a fan of this scene. I, I, I understand the whole, like, not like the ceasefire thing, but I, I think it's a good fight. Like, for a rat trap, he gets up and he, after um, Wasmander punches him, and uh, he, uh, he, he, he pulls a Sonic the Hedgehog and rolls up into a ball and tackles him, and then transforms and says, if you're going to be fighting a rat, you better fight dirty and kick sand into his face. And then, uh, yeah, nuts him. <laughs> I mean... It's like it would have been. It would have been again. It, it just messes up the tone of the episode. Like this is a. It it doesn't. It's not like it's a serious episode and this brings levity. It just feels out of place. And and also, yeah, yeah it, it is also reminiscent of the nonsensical nature of the ceasefire. Yeah, yeah. Because essentially, Waspinator alludes to the ceasefire isn't broken if he's just pummeling Rattrap. If he doesn't shoot him, he can do whatever he wants. And so Rattrap essentially, you know, decides to, well, two can play that game and fights dirty and literally kicks dirt into his eyes, knees yeah. him in the groin. Yeah. Um, I think there was one other thing that he, oh yeah. And then at one point, Wasmanir sort of bent over with his butt to Rattrap and Rattrap literally kicks him in the ass and sends him flying. He gets some noogies too. Oh yes, oh, that's yeah, right. He that's gives right. him cyber noogies. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. He, and, or no, Robo Nogies. My apologies, and, Robo and Nogies. Have, and we have to point out the fact that this is metal on metal. There's literal sparks and like a buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, and like if, if the ceasefire thing last episode didn't happen, where it was like really weird terms, I could almost see Waspinator being like seeing it that way. Yeah. Like, oh, as long as I don't post shoot him. But like because last episode was so ridiculous, like it mm-hmm. doesn't. It right, doesn't, right. It or doesn't even, help. Even yeah. if you, even if this was an isolated scene, not even just specific with Waspinator, if this was an isolated scene where he's like, "Well, technically, I'm not shooting you." Like, if it was just one thing, but this, it was just the fact that they did it over and over last episode, and then this is like, mm-hmm. "Remember that terrible thing we did last episode? We're still <laughs> doing it." Yeah. And especially since, because of later in the episode, you actually get the sense like that there is sort of an uneasy, an uneasy actual truce because. They run into each other and they don't immediately fight each other. Yeah, yeah, that's no, true. I, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I can understand. I still, I just like that fight because it's again, like I like how he combines his beast form into the fight and he fights dirty because that's totally rat trap. He's like the rogue, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there's, so, there's an ability in Dragon Age Origins for rogues, literally called dirty fighting, where you just like throw sand in someone's face and just remind me of that. Oh yeah, that's right. Pocket <laughs> sand. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so after this fight, Waspinator's rather dejected, and he's like, Waspinator, think area and secure. <laughs> he transforms and then flies off screen. So upon him leaving, upon him leaving, Optimus arrives, and Optimus is like, I swear, I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> and again, that would have made so much sense if fighting like that wasn't sanctioned as part of the ceasefire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In a in a vacuum, this 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 episode makes more sense. Well, not in a vacuum because a lot of the other stuff matters. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Without the last episode, this episode makes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So with this scene now, um, awesome is like R- Rat Trap's giving a bit of a breakdown as to what happened. Um, Ops is like, "Is there any way that we can get in?" Rat Trap's like, "I don't think." He's like, "You don't see a doorbell anywhere." Which Optimus suggests using a cutting laser, which Rattrap handily enough pulls out of his arm. 
uh, out of his little oh. storage compartment again. Room of you mean the replicator? Yes, the replicator. <laughs> what was that, Kendall? I just said his room of requirement. <laughs> <laughs> his bag of holding. But yes, so so he pulls out this cutting laser, and we then cut back inside. Air Razor is still getting zapped to heck while she's in ro- in robot form, and for some reason, when she she's able to transform back into her beast form, and they stop zapping her, and she sort of passes out on the floor. Uh, we I think this is where we would have had like a commercial break because it sort of fades out and then it fades back in. We've got Rat Trap who's trying to cut through and, and the laser that he's got isn't working. Um, we then get uh, three more Predacons on the scene as Megatron, uh, Scorponok, and Pterosaur all show up. And Megatron is like, why did you think that an energy weapon would work on these beings who can create, of all things, Energon? Because so. you know, because you know how you know how um, uh, people that civilizations that know how to make bullets can't be affected by bullets. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I'm like completely immune to bullet damage now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Also, like I can like I can like because I know how to um, like build things out of wood. When people hit me with a bat, I don't get hurt. What if it's an aluminum bat? I then I would get hurt. I get what he's trying to say, though. It's like it's yeah. made out of energy. Maybe applying energy to it isn't going to really help. Yeah. Well, he's saying, yeah, he's saying these people. guys are so far ahead of us. It's like it's like literal. It's like it's like these guys have have created a perpe- can per- create a perpetual motion machine. Uh, yeah. Do you really think that your little that your little toy gun is gonna is gonna help? Although that that argument that I just made doesn't make any sense when he's like, but if. Uh, but if you shoot some bio, I guess they're just suggesting Organic that germ warfare animal. is the correct way to do this. Yeah, they 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 called it biological. Yeah, yeah. Which biological weapons? Germ warfare. Yeah. Yep. They they sprayed it with anthrax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what we get is Megatron turns his attention to Scorponok, who transforms, and at the end of his tail, he has this sort of uh, greenish. Uh, sort of needle on his tail that he launches at the side of the wall. Have we ever seen him use this before? No, not like this. No, no, I I didn't recognize it either. And why did he transform to do that? That, that makes it seem don't. less biological. Mm. Maybe yeah. he can't use it in beast form because a lot of times they can never use like weapons in beast form. Even if even if they potentially. He still has a tail on both forms, but like they, I don't know if you've never seen like right, right. Like Megatron, for instance, can shoot lasers out of his T Rex mouth when he's a robot, but he can't when he's a drag. But we're not. But the lasers are not specifically supposed to be biological. Yeah, but like I don't know. I guess because like it's still like a thing a normal scorpion couldn't do. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It's I didn't like. I didn't. This was a moment that I didn't like. In this yeah. episode, I mean, it was it was okay. I know I'm turning into the hater, I, again, but uh, I kind of no, like I kind of like the part where they're all like like Optimus and Megatron are just talking civilly. I kind of like that. I like I like that too. No, I like I like that aspect of it. I do I do like that they're kind of that they're kind of sort of uneasily working together. I it would have been even better if they were legitimately united against a common threat. Yeah. Um. But which they you know they sort of do touch on in the comics. Uh, at least the ID- IDW stuff, like the the new G one stuff, it makes mention how 
early on they were you know comrades and you know they got along and then you know there was a rift but but yeah getting back to this so scorpionox shoots off his little needle thing on his tail and creates a giant hole well not giant i misspoke he creates a hole in the side of this alien structure and so Optimus makes mention that it's a Maximal that's in there, so they will go in and he gets Rat Trap to follow him, who is hesitant, of course, uh, but they wind up going in. And as they go in, Megatron, uh, once they're out of earshot, he turns to Scorponok and says, uh, to you know, make sure that we'll, we'll let the Maximal serve as the primary targets, but if things go awry, and then he turns to Scorponok, and Scorponok holds up one of his talons and says, I got a mega missile right here. can fire right through that hole. So so he, um, and then he also makes mention of, now if only Inferno is doing his job as well. So he, we get our first mention of Inferno in this episode, because we haven't seen him since the last episode. So um, we then cut inside, and Optimus and Rat Trapper moving into this room and we get rat trap doing a little chitter as he he comes up on one of the the pillars i think he sort of thinks that it's the one that zapped him earlier because he's sort of freaked out by it a bit yeah i mean like at the very least he's seen lightning shoot out of these things so he's a little yeah. hesitant yeah. <laughs> um so optus manages to to spot air razor and orders rat trap to get her out of there uh Rat Trap's like, man, you don't gotta tell me twice. So he starts dragging Air Razor sort of by her neck. And Air Razor sort of comes to and she's like, Optimus, don't stay. And Optimus is like, I have to. He has to explain things. And they he makes another reference to apartments because he says, we haven't been exactly the best of tenants. <laughs> he's like, these aliens have a right to expect some answers. So Air Razor gives like a little weak, Optimus, no... And you don't so have the answer to those aliens. This is yeah. their planet just because they put stuff on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So Optimus um, sort of calls out into this empty room. All right, whoever you are, I'm... And he's like, ah, and he gets... Uh, these coils come up from the floor and wrap around his arm, then a leg, uh, then his neck... And it sort of starts lifting him into the air. So I suppose it's better than getting shocked like Air Razor was earlier. Yeah. Um, so it manages to sort of position him in the center of the room. And then it wraps around his other leg. And then another one around like his chest. Bondage Optimus. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew that these aliens were into that sort of stuff? <laughs> yeah, they were, just, they were in the shock play earlier. But now they're getting yeah. into the room stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, so... As he's getting held up, the this scanner sort of thing appears, or the this like green energy field sort of appears and starts moving towards him, and it's apparently some sort of a scanner, or at least what we can assume is a scanner. But as it hits him, it's causing him some pain, and we see this green glowing energy, very similar to the episode with the probe. Uh, this green glowing energy coming out of his mouth and his eyes is really kind of creepy looking. But yeah, so from here, uh, we then cut to the Maximal base, and they've got their shield up right now. And we then have Tarantulas and Black Arachnia who are crawling up the side of this cliff just outside of the, the shield. And uh, Tarantulas is like, well, how are we going to get past this shield? 
And we have Black Arachnia, who apparently knows how to tinker with things as well, because she pulls a device out, which creates a hole, a spider-sized hole, for them to be able to pass through the shield. Spider-sized being relative to their size. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yes, so uh, the thing that I was kind of a bit surprised about was, how did the scanners not pick them up? Like, they normally are able to pick up, like, Decepticon or Predacon energy signatures pretty easily. Is it because they were maybe maybe they did? I don't know. Maybe they did pick them up, and that's why the shield's up because the shield isn't always up like that. Oh, that's true. Maybe like they're like, oh, something's coming, and the shield like pops up, and they're like, okay, cool, but we know how to get through this shield, so yeah, whatever. That's certainly possible. Yeah, I don't think we've ever seen that shield before. Yeah, it does look a bit weird. Looks a bit different than the normal shield that they've got because the normal shield is... normally did they just decide that Sentinel was doing a too crappy of a job? Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Maybe it's because it's a ceasefire, so they couldn't have the guns active, so maybe a shield instead. Mm. That's true. That very Apparently, well Predacons be. didn't see that, didn't get that memo. Mm. Well, I mean, they did turn the guns off once they remembered. <laughs> 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 so, as they, um, Pass through the shield. Tarantulas makes mention that um, that they're going to go through like the top hatch. That they're going to try and enter in through the top or the roof hatch, rather. Um, as they pass through the shield, we get uh, Inferno who comes in from off screen, and he he makes mention that the royalty was right. The spiders spin their own web of intrigue. Hmm. So just as he gets close to the hole that was made for the spiders, the, the device stops working. And so he can't pass through the shield like they did. So he immediately starts digging a mm-hmm. hole. So he's going to try and burrow under the shield. Cause, um, Cause those are the only two ways to get around the shield, super high tech jamming technology and digging a hole. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, we, we cut from him, him starting on digging this hole, uh, to back to this alien, uh, but I'm going to refer to it as the alien bungalow since that's what Rattrap called it. Um, I like it. (laughs) Um, We got Megatron who's looking at the the hole in the side of this thing. And we then get Rattrap and Air Razor who are coming out. And, you know, this hole is actually getting smaller as Rattrap's approaching. So the toxin is is starting to wear off that it got hit with. You can Um, also um, hear Optimus is in distress and Megatron kind of savors that. Yeah, he, he he gets a little uh, a little line here. He says, uh, "What I could have that sound to lull me to sleep each night." <laughs> but uh, so yeah, Scorponok makes mention that that Rash Hop and Air Racer are coming out. Um, they sort of fall out of the hole, and then the wall reseals itself. Um. Rattrap does have a little line though, because like yeah. yeah, she's like, we can't leave Optimus in there. And he's like, hey, ours is not the reason why, but to blow this joint before we die. <laughs> so I felt as like they he was paraphrasing something there, I was hoping I'd see something in trivia, but I guess not. Ours is not the reason why is like a common like thing I think that like people say that are like they're like, they're like on the lower bracket of like. Uh... So like, if they if soldiers are given an order and they they don't they don't ask why they to do something because yeah. that's not their place. I mean, it's it might be from something specifically, but I've heard it. In like the charge of the light places. brigade. That's what it's from. Yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> a, a poem uh, by uh, Lord Tennyson. 
Tennyson. Yeah, oh. I just I just googled it also. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, so, the context is pretty much what Emily was saying. So we we get um, once they fall out of this hole, <laughs> Rat Trap sort of gets his bearings, and we have Megatron and Scorponok both pointing their weapons at Rat Trap. And, of course, he says, oh, let me guess, the truce is over. So we then cut inside, and the scan finishes on Optimus, and we now hear these aliens speaking in English. Oh, my gosh, you guys. The other place that ours is not to reason why is commonly used Mm -hmm. uh, in learning how to divide fractions. Ours is not (laughs) to reason why, just invert and multiply. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! Wow, that because that also that like came up as a suggestion in Google, and I so I Googled it, and it was definitely yeah, that's what it's talking about. So good, good to know. If you're really good at if you memorize Tennyson but don't understand how to uh, divide, you can't remember how to divide fractions. That's a good way to remember. <laughs> okay, sorry. You can go back to things. <laughs> um. So w- we've got these aliens making comment that. Optimus is the same one that they scanned before, so they recognize who he is. As uh, he he asks who they are, and we then get these sort of moving lights around the room that sort of hover over Optimus and then start to spin, and then we get a big flash of light, and then lo and behold, we have the giant head of Unicron, which of course freaks Optimus out. He's like Unicron, and then. The, the talking, I'm going to refer to it as the talking head from here on in. Uh, the big giant talking head says, we have no physical form you could comprehend, which is a little weird. Um, but that they chose that figure of authority from his data tracks. And Optimus then makes mention, so if you've scanned me, you know that we did not come to this planet by choice. And the big giant head says, yet you are here. <laughs> and Hobbs is like, well, we don't mean any harm to you or the planet. And then they go on to say, well, it's too late. You and your enemies have already contaminated the project. So apparently there's some sort of project going on. Um, kind of is, an experiment maybe. And they've changed yeah. the parameters so they can't. I mean, we don't, I don't, we don't really know yet, yeah. I guess. Because the, the next thing it says is the harm has been done. And then what you were saying, I think, Kendall, it was you earlier, it says, that which does not become part of the one shall become void. And Optimus is then saying, no, wait, we can fix whatever damage we was done. And they sort of dismiss it and say, we are not interested. The experiment will be sterilized. Okay, so this scene, uh, how, how much do you think they were trying to, like, how blatantly do you think they were trying to reference Hitchhiker's Guide here? Because, like, it's... It's they've already this you know Wonko the Sane is a thing and I think there was another Hitchhiker's Guide reference earlier in the show like this is just the plot of he's saying that uh, the, these aliens are the mice from Hitchhiker's Guide the Earth is a is a <laughs> is a um, is an experiment, experiment yeah to try to find the ultimate question of life the universe and everything well I think all it's missing is the alien saying well we left the plans in the in the basement of the <laughs> local constabulary or something like that if you had just <laughs> gone and seen them we would have known not to just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we yeah yeah uh it's been on display a prominent display in in alpha centauri for the last hundred years i can't be helping if, i can't help it if you can't be bothered to pay attention to local politics <laughs> <laughs> 
But really, yeah, I mean, really, that is the. It's like it's the thing, and it's like it's a it's a multi dimensional. They're multi dimensional beings because he has to take a form in this universe, and yep. yeah, yeah. So the big giant head starts flo- floating away. I just have to say, for other reference, every time you say big giant head, I think of Third Rock from the Sun. That's where I'm getting it from. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one who was thinking that. It's very reassuring. Um, big gi- message coming from the big giant head. Um, so as, as it starts floating away, Optimus uh, says, no, wait, you can't. There, there's living creatures here. You with all your power, even you have no right. And they're like, we have no choice. There is more sure danger you than do. you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's apparently more danger than we know. Yeah. But, uh, and then it, it announces uh, begin termination sequence. So Optimus uh, starts freaking out. He manages to to rip the the cords that are, were holding his arms. He's able to rip those apart. The one around his neck. He shatters them. Yeah. It was almost like a metal coil sort of thing. And uh, he then is able to, to transform and, and that shatters the rest of them. And he, he activates his jets and he, 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 he almost lands right on the ball. And then we cut back outside and we get rat trap who, um, cause yeah, I was the, laughing about was rat yeah, trap. <laughs> the, 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 the alien bungalow is starting to glow. And so Rattrap uses the the distraction to grab onto Scorponok's claw and points it at Megatron, and then he gets it to 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 clack, and it launches a missile and hits him right in the chest. And so Scorponok is pissed, and he wants to he's about ready to to hit Rattrap, and Air Razor manages to shoot him, and then Pterosaur is behind her, and Rattrap manages to shoot Pterosaur and knock. And knock him unconscious. See, I feel like I felt like this was them murdering the people. Like it wasn't the big explosions and stuff, but it really looked like they were getting murdered. Like these were like sniper shots, both of them. So mm-hmm. I'm adding one to Pterosaur and Scorponok. I'm not going to add one for Megatron because it he he it seemed like just kind of got knocked off to the side, but. Yeah, it seemed yeah. like I, I really got the sense of, especially uh, with uh, they're pretty definitive shots. I could see, yeah, that. especially yeah. with um, with Air Razor shooting uh, Scorponok, it felt like uh, felt like she pulled out her silencer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she and she hit him quite a few times too, as I recall. So, Been yeah. So as as they finish them off, we then get Optimus who who manages to sort of break through the the wall. And he's spinning around. He he manages to get him catch himself in the air, and and then comes back. And uh, he, <laughs> he says, "Hey, big banana, what's the haps?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and and Optimus uh, uh, says that they call it a termination sequence. He's like, "We better get out of here." And Rattrap's like, "Oh, you just said my favorite phrase." Um, and then he just grabs his head and flies off. <laughs> yeah, Optimus just grabs him and just flies off, holding onto his head. And Air Razor's right behind them. Um, the the alien structure sort of shifts and morphs, and it it um, shoots an energy beam into the sky. Uh, and we have Megatron, who who makes mention. Fortunately, there's still another hand to be played, and so. 
we then see the this energy beam. It connects with one of the moons that is orbiting the planet that's or, orbiting Earth with two moons, and it starts transforming it. And it looks like some sort of a big device with a so bunch of. Oops, what sorry, I thought ahead, was Jordan. like I mean it is it's a very cool scene. And you're right, it is kind of transforming, but. What I was kind of taken away from it was that they put it there like long ago and it was just covered in dust and debris from being circling the earth so long. So mm-hmm. the beam was just kind of just dusting it off. That's yeah. kind of an interesting idea. Yeah, it could be. You know, just before it powered up. Yeah, because one of the things that we notice here is the, the pillars that we had uh, in the structure are like literally covering the surface of this giant orb that's, that's getting hit with this energy beam now. Um, another thing that we take notice of as it cuts from the energy beam is we see the stasis pods that are in orbit and they start to have energon surges from the, the energy beam and they start, their orbits start to decay. Um, we then cut to, to Rhinox who is getting a, a very garbled signal telling him about it. And he's trying to, to find out where, whether they can track the stasis pods and the computer's like negative. So he tells the computer to divert all power to the space scanner and to lock their beam and ride it. Kind of interesting phrasing. Um, but they man- he manages to, to get the scanner to show the energy beam hitting the moon, or rather that's no moon. Um, <laughs> but as, space station. Yeah, as um, <laughs> as he, he sees it, the, the roof hatch opens and we get Tarantulas, or no, Black Arachnia rather, who pops her head in and then shoots him and he's hit with her cyber venom and he sort of, you know, roars a bit and falls over and he's having like this toxin running through his body. Um, we then get Dinobot for the first time this episode and his one line of invaders and rather than just shooting them, uh, he stands there and Tarantulas and Black Arachnia both nail him with their leg machine guns and he falls back and crashes into the the door of the elevator so he's knocked unconscious rhinox is unconscious and then we get tarantulas who who looks at the screen and notices what rhinox was looking at and then uh black arachnia asks him what it is and we are left with this cliffhanger line of the beginning of the end yeah we cut back outside to to see the this device that's it starts glowing. It's got um, almost like ley lines on it that start glowing, and then we cut to uh, a preview for uh, the next episode, and then from there it goes to the credits. So I'm not going to touch on the the preview because we're going to be talking about it next week anyway. And it kind of spoils stuff. Yeah, oddly enough. Yeah. So. So yeah. Um, yeah. There's the episode. Yeah. Yep. Overall, I mean, it was it was pretty good. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't was a, it wasn't amazing. But like not, a lot yeah. of, not too much happened in it, but it's a good like first part to a two parter. Yeah. Well, aside from the you know bits to do with the truce that Kendall had some problems. With. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. It was. Eh. I mean, it was it was okay. I think. Uh, I think I still had a bitter, a little bit of a bitter taste in my mouth from last, uh, from last episode, and maybe I don't know. I was expecting it to be really good because you guys, like, oh my gosh, it just sets up. It's worth I think the it's, terrible episode because it sets up the great stuff. So I think it's the, the last two as a whole that that makes okay. up for the makes up for it. 
Okay, this last episode I mean, had better be really <laughs> good. That's all I'm saying. Well, I think uh, I think you'll be impressed with it. Yeah. So interesting. <laughs> like, I think it's definitely going to set up some big things that are going to be happening with this final episode and going into season two. So it's. Um, I mean, obviously, we can't foresee necessarily uh, what's going to happen. But um, overall, I think it's it's definitely the stakes are definitely a bit higher than what we're used to seeing in the episodes. So so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, we're finally getting a little bit of payoff with the whole alien thing. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Did we I think we had some questions this week, didn't we, Jordan? Yep. We got some questions, thankfully, provided by Eric and uh, uh, Ryuchi Allen. Is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they asked some questions again too. So. Oh yes, I'm going to give a shout out. Happy birthday, Ryuchi! Happy yes. birthday! Happy birthday! I already wish I, you I will not. Birthday I will not subject podcast. you to the usual. <laughs> I was going to say I was, will not subject you to to my friend's usual uh, tradition of spamming you with Binky the Clown singing Happy Birthday. Oh, thank you. That's terrible. <laughs> it is terrible. <laughs> So, um, anyways, <laughs> as for yeah. the questions, uh, well, Ryuchi asked first to, uh, how do the Cybertronians celebrate birthdays? Hmm. And as I said, I was looking this up on the TF Wiki because it, ha- of course, has a article about birthdays. Oh, yes, that's right. And as I was saying, I, uh, most, most, it says most Transformers, which also makes sense to me is that they don't so, mo- so much as uh, celebrate their birthdays as the day they were created since I think most of the like, stories like even in Generation 1 and, and comics and stuff kind of imply that you know that the bodies are kind of created and the spark is added and stuff like that and then they're kind of like booted up mm-hmm. kind of thing and as we've seen like they've had they're kind of in an inert state before they're they scan something and and are and put and are online so maybe it's but basically was, with their, hmm? i mean like cheetor and optimus rat trap like all the ones that were on the that were in space before they landed on earth like they weren't protoforms necessarily but they didn't have earth forms yet so like it, i don't know like 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 in the original transformers there was like cybertronian vehicles and mm-hmm. then they like got earth vehicles but like so maybe they, they have weren't a film day. I don't know, like what were they before they landed up on Earth? Is what I'm wondering. But uh, but that's not what they celebrate so much as because that's not when they came online. Yeah, because I mean, like, I'm just I'm just wondering about the whole like the the protoforms that were on the spaceship. They were being born, I guess, because they were doing their first scan ever. So I guess the first scan ever would be like your birthday. I guess is what I was trying to get. At. Not necessarily when you scan something because they get more forms as they grow up, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, again, like that article reminds us, and we've heard in in B- in Beast Wars, they do celebrate birthdays because Rat Trap said he he would like to see Dinobot and Cheater scrap each other for it. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> so they do have some sort of birthday, whether it's be the day they uh, first scanned their form and, and were online, or, or the, when their protoforms got made, maybe. Yeah. So so I'm going to make an argument for them celebrating. There, when they scanned the this one, the form, their current form. Uh, when you get married, you don't celebrate the anniversary that you started dating anymore. You celebrate 
the anniversary of your uh of your marriage of your wedding so uh if and and also if you're like uh so if you're if you're looking in like you know reincarnation current form type stuff it seems like maybe they would celebrate especially if they're immortal beings that uh their very existence you know it may as well have no beginning or end the way that transformers are you it would kind of make sense that if you're going to celebrate an anniversary of something it would be something that has a clear beginning and end which would be the current form mm. so they would have a new birthday every single time they scan something new like right. what, what, does transmetal cheetor have a new birthday um i don't know um maybe, <laughs> uh, it's possible you know uh, i i feel like cheetor wants that- both of birthdays <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 it gets like does, like okay. Does does Goldbug have a new birthday? I guess because like after like Bumblebee, right? It's, I don't know if you if you know that, but like I don't know. Um, I have no idea what a Goldbug <laughs> is. I I okay, think it's bu- a, Bumblebee becomes Goldbug. It's at a some it's point. a sit it's a sitcom about the Jewish family in the eighties, right? No, 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 no. That's Goldberg. It's <laughs> Goldbergs. But yeah, Which like it's actually I mean, really like, good, by the way. Uh, if you haven't gotten to see it. He even like, gets a new name. Uh, that's a si- Goldberg. A that's a city in Pennsylvania, right? <laughs> Goldberg's a wrestler. That was- <laughs> no, that's that's a, that's like an Italian. Oh. That's like an Italian food. That's like uh, that's like round and has pepperoni on it. No, no, that's that's a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for humoring me on on, on that, Jordan. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. What is that bit called? I, I always try to remember what the name of the, like one of those bits where where it goes like that, and I always forget it. Uh, I I legitimately don't know. Like I I'm pretty sure there's an actual like term for like that that kind of uh, back and forth joking. You know, gain one word wrong for the other. Blah blah blah. Uh, but I, I, I was sure. just wondering if anyone remembered. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot recall. Unfortunately, I'm sure it has a name, but I'm not a. I don't know comedy terms. I know rule of three and yes and. Those are the two comedy <laughs> improv things that I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that's... We sort of answered the question? Yeah, I mean, like we don't really know. It's, it's a per- yeah. There's no concrete answer, and we, we kind of all are debating, like, like uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, yeah, I, I'm... Maybe the answer is just at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how they celebrate their birthdays at yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. That's a good answer. All right. <laughs> There's our answer. We're sticking to it. Yeah. <laughs> Use the, the transwarp drive to go to like late '80s, early '90s Chuck E. Cheese when they still had like video games. Uh, when it was more of an arcade feel. Hmm. You'd play the uh, X Men arcade. I'm not. I can't. You can't mention this because I can't insert the Colossus sound again. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> I already did. Yeah, well, that's a running gag. <laughs> so talking about birthdays and stuff like that made me think about other like other special days and holidays so i i went also scanned the wiki to see if there was anything about valentine's day <laughs> and unfortunately i couldn't find any like specific things uh but i did find out that there are a lot of valentine uh things created uh like transformers valentine's off the various seasons movies and such like that <laughs> Some being made by, as I was saying off air, by the Paper Magic Group, which apparently would sell them in two packs with like some, uh, and I'm using air quotes here, boy movie against some girl movie thing or franchise, blah, blah, blah. Was there one with a picture and, of Shia LaBeouf and it's like, 
this is not my Valentine, and then Optimus says, I fear it soon will be. Uh, I know they made some for the movie, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it had Shia LaBeouf's character in it. It doesn't look like it, though. That was a missed opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, ready for some yeah, more questions? Yeah, let's move on to Eric's questions. Okay, so going on with like party themes, Eric then asked us. Uh, what flavor of birthday cake could, would Optim- Optimus have, and what about Megatron? I think Optimus would, by by default, be a banana. Oh my I, god! Uh, like a banana. That's so racist. Of- <laughs> <laughs> it's a gorilla. Uh huh. Maybe a gorilla. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Donkey Kong likes bananas. Look, look so you're, you're gonna base you're gonna you're gonna base you're gonna base your entire opinion of all gorillas on a racist stereotype. Okay, so wait, <laughs> wait. Yes. Did, did Rat did Rat Trap eat garbage before he became a rat? I'm like, not sure. Do, do we know? Do we know of this? Because maybe because because if it does, that means that their form does have like a pre uh, does a fluence their taste to an extent. So so maybe like. Uh, Optimus wouldn't, you know, it would be kind of wrong to assume he likes bananas, but now that he's a grill currently, maybe he just does have a taste for it. Yeah. Do you like, maybe do you he like likes bug flavored uh, cakes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I was going to say chocolate because he's, he's kind of like. So, uh, banana I had a chocolate sounds pretty fucking tasty. <laughs> I would say he would probably want vanilla. He would probably like vanilla because he's boring. Well, oh. I, I think chocolate's kind of the more like basic answer when it comes to cake. Nobody Shots like- fired. <laughs> so, can we all agree that Megatron would want devil's food? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, he would because he's he's like he's theatrical like or, that. Or or yeah, or he would want like something like red velvet, like because he's uh, yeah, like trying to be fancy, like because he's yeah, the yeah. royalty. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then Eric asked us, uh, "You can buy one present for Optimus and one present for Megatron. What do you get them for their birthday?" Uh, some sort of accessory for Megatron's rubber ducky. Um, I buy. <laughs> I buy Megatron stable a stable energon source, and I buy Optimus World Peace. You can't have World Peace if you give Megatron a stable energon source. Yeah, it would cancel each other out. It's like it's like that. What's that story? Where like the guy like sells the his... gifts of the Magi. Yes, that by <laughs> O. Henry. Uh, I would give Megatron a really long back scratcher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Be, like I mean, a new it, attachment for his tail. <laughs> well, I just figured, like you know, he's in when he's in the T Rex form. Sometimes he gets an itch, and with those little hands, he couldn't reach it. So, yeah, I'd give him the complete. Oh, oh, he'd get those little clampy things, like we had the picture from from Jules one time. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I gotta find this picture again. It's on. It's on the uh, the Facebook group. Our, like oh, grabber you mean, things. Yeah, you mean like from that one picture where he has the, that like that toy squeezer gripper arm things, right? Okay. Yes, exactly. I, I, I gotta find it. <laughs> another good, another good gift for, um, for Optimus would be a, uh, a starship with a, with a, a working transwarp drive. <laughs> That's true. That I would get work. Optimus a nice plant. I would get Optimus a, a one free tailor alteration uh, coupon. 
Is it Taylor alteration? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's there's been a lot of times when he's like, oh, now my clothes don't fit anymore. Because now he's a gorilla? Uh, the running the running gag of what happens to him almost every season. Oh, uh, yeah. yes. I gotcha. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, Megatron, I don't know. Like something like, I, would, I was trying to say, like, the complete works of Shakespeare because he likes theater, but that could be more Dinobots game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just like that picture. It, it was on Facebook, so hopefully you should be able to, to see it there. Maybe that was one thing that Dinobot Megatron got along with is like they like the sh- they love of Shakespeare. <laughs> see that? Yeah. That's how they became friends in college. Have <laughs> <laughs> I made the joke of you haven't experienced Shakespeare until you hear it in its original Cybertronian? I think you I did, think and, then about, and then we talked about and then we talked about Elcor. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to. I yeah. just wanted to make sure that was on the record. Yeah, and then we talked about Elcor and Mass Effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. All right. Next question is: One of the Beast Warriors are going to plan your party. Who would you want it to be? Uh, I default to Rhinox. Yeah, I was thinking Rhinox as well. He'd throw a cool party though. I don't know. I but think he'd have be, some if- really good food. I think he would throw the party that would work best for you. Um, mm. I would say I'd say Rat Trap because he'd get frustrated and then I'd end up planning the party. Love <laughs> <laughs> Air Razor. Yeah, Air Razor wouldn't be I too think, bad. I think she can like she can be serious but also cool. Yeah, she would. I feel like there would be lots of arts and crafts involved in a party that she planned. Like there'd be like <laughs> like DIY uh, decorations and stuff. I like Eraser. I get a, I get a, I get an arts and crafts vibe from her, and I'm not sure <laughs> if that's sexist, but I don't think so. I think be. it's like I think it's because I because of her voice sounds like she's a nerd. Well, she did try to use uh, the words of of, of uh, Cheetor that one time when she met Inferno. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, how he was ultra gear. Yes. <laughs> What up, Cheetor you cool too. kids? I want to watch Cheetor to plan my party, but I'd party with him. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Cheetor would, would have lots of good ideas, but he wouldn't be able to execute it. Yeah. Rhinox <laughs> would definitely, like, do everything right, but the party might be a little bit boring. Yeah, like I said, Airazor would be very arts and crafty. Um, uh, Tigatron would be like, let's go outside. I think, I think let's so. Go so Tigatron uh, would be... Uh, the guy that like he's sort of in the role of like like I'm thinking of my best of my best man from my wedding like he sort of was in the role of of uh, of of you know he's the best man so he's kind of supposed to organize the stuff but I kind of had to tell him what to do cause, and he did the you know he called the restaurant and stuff like that but but he's not gonna I, I feel like he's not creative enough to uh, not that my friend isn't creative but. Uh, Tigertron is not creative enough to uh, to plan a, to plan a party independently. I feel like fair enough. <laughs> also, uh, uh, you know, Tarantulas would ha- would plan a good party. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be one of those parties that like I have fun at, but like half the people there are like, "You guys are weird. I'm uncomfortable." <laughs> and then we just play it up even more and have even more fun. Like, I'd take like my the, shirt off. And they'd be like, oh, my like, gosh, Kendall's so drunk, he took his shirt off. Like, I think the, I think the spider just ate somebody's cat. <laughs> oh, God. 
god. No, Which, no, that wouldn't happen. Tarantulas is still too much. It wouldn't happen. <laughs> so do you think he can Tarantulas can like really hold his liquor really well because his filters will adjust? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's like he's like uh Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, like, I can never he get can, like adjust his filters so that they make so that it's more like he like he filters out the non alcoholic parts so he can get drunk I guess, faster. I guess it, so he gets a quicker drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean if you're like me, that's that's the goal. So you want to arrive there as fast as possible. It's not about the journey, it's about the destination. <laughs> anyway, next question. Uh, Eric says that he'd also like to know the host's uh, favorite cakes and their thoughts on frosting, no frosting. Definitely frosting. frosting. Yeah. Um, I, to be quite honest, I like devil's food cake. So That or like, like a chocolate pound cake. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it's like either chocolate cake or like strawberry shortcake. I love strawberries. Um, so it's a carrot cake with uh, cream cheese icing. That's my That's wife's good. favorite. Yeah, my wife loves that. Or or also, like I'll it. do like a, a like a lemon cake with a with a Ooh, with a cream cheese good. or a vanilla icing. Like I tend to like yeah, I, I, or anything that's kind of <laughs> lighter. Like I uh, I want I once realized that my wife in her desserts she wants one bite. Of the richest, most flavorful thing imaginable, and I want something that I can eat thirty-seven pieces of, like that's much like lighter. <laughs> so, like angel food, or or yeah, like I mean, carrot cake. A lot of times isn't quite as sweet, so you can kind of get away with eating a little bit more of it. Yeah, my mom makes good carrot cake, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Like for me, chocolate or strawberry, <laughs> or both. So I was gonna say I kind of like that. The like this yellow cake. I don't know what else to call it. It's just that it's bright yellow with like a chocolate frosting. Right. Yeah. Yellow mm-hmm. is is a is a term. Like as a it's a vanilla cake that's yellow. Yeah. As opposed to white. okay. Okay. Yeah. With yeah, I can I can see I can I can appreciate the reason that. why I thought it would be called something else though is because yellow cake is also a, a phrase used with something else. I'm yellow not cake. With, I'm not uranium. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's you know I think the uranium is named after the cake. Maybe. I believe. I have no idea. <laughs> Probably not the other way around. The cake's named after yeah, I'm sure that the cake is not named <laughs> after the uranium. But it seems like I mean, it seems like you would you would call it like yeah. It seems like the kind of thing it was probably named after the cake. So yeah, there's the cake. Uh, were there any more questions? Oh, I think Eric had one more question, didn't he? Yeah, I okay. think we have the- one on Twitter too. Oh, I'll have to check. If the host could get one Transformers-related gift, regardless of price uh, or reality, what would it be? Fuck. Uh, a reality? Well, then I just want an actual Transformer, please. <laughs> get, get, get me Bumblebee. <laughs> like the Camaro one, because the Camaros are cool. <laughs> uh, Be- Beast Wars Season 4 on Netflix. Does anyone else be- agree with me that like the, the, the old Camaro Bumblebee is way cooler than the new one? Oh, from like the first of the like yeah. the first part of like Bay movie. It, it, it had way more character than like oh, it's a flashy sports car. Cool, I guess. I thought it was yeah. way cooler as this old beat up car. I would have liked to have seen it like instead of being the 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 new fancy car, just see it all cleaned up and sort of restored. Yeah, I don't know. The, the old Camaro was way cooler looking than the new one. It felt like too yeah. clean. I was like, oh, I don't like it. Yeah. Um. As far as unrealistic things, probably like getting to sit down with Peter Cullen for like an hour. That'd but be 
Um, toy wise, probably if I could have gotten like G one Metroplex or something like that. Weaker than a Witwicky compared to Metroplex <laughs> song. Um, yeah, like in terms of toys, I, I yeah, hmm. May, uh, some one of the Cheetors would be really cool. Uh, I'm thinking of like I don't know, like, kind of like would a really like big quality toy of Beast Machines Cheetor would be really sweet. Uh, I would like a TFA like T- T- Transformers animated Starscream would be really awesome. I think those are a little rare now because that show is not not production anymore. Like it's not a thing. Yeah. It's probably harder to get a hold of those toys, but I love those toys. Transformers animated toys are probably my favorite set of toys. Mm-hmm. Um, so that Starscream from there would be really good. I mean, like, there's so many cool Transformers toys, it's hard to pick. <laughs> I was just, like, in the... Like, I, was, I showed you guys those Power Rangers toys that I was seeing pictures of, but there was, like, Transformer toys next to that, and I'm like, those are so cool. Yeah. So I would probably just pick... Have some... Either the toys that I've lost over the years or are missing, or... And basically... Basically, I want someone to clean out uh, the, the garage with all the bags of toys and stuff so I can find my stuff. But, uh... <laughs> But barring that, I know, like, original G1 Springer, uh, I probably would like, just because, like, I just like the original toy design. Oh, yeah, he was and a I triple changer. Nev- yeah, and I never got one of the, the ori- one of those. Yeah. And I think the G1 Wheeljack, too, was actually pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah, the, looking at the Beast Machines uh, Cheetor toy, and actually kind of cool. Pretty accurate to the show. It's nice. Mm-hmm. So was that the la- that was the last question from Eric, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I don't not seen any on, on Twitter. Okay, uh, I I've got it here. Um, oh. at, at something to do M N M on Twitter, uh, asks what animal would you like to see join the Beast Wars? And he, he goes on to say, personally, I would have loved to have seen a turtle. Turtle would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, frog would be cool. Panda bear, because I like panda bears. <laughs> I may mention before I would have loved to have seen an elephant. Um, yes, we kind of already answered the question. That's okay. We, we should. Answer, this yeah. is a question we should answer once every three or four episodes. I think. Yeah. I mean, because that's, that's basically it's basically the Beast Wars question. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I, mean, like, I would I say a uh, unicorn that transforms cool. into a unicorn <laughs> and only has one freaking horn. <laughs> A unicorn would be pretty cool, actually. A horse would be pretty cool in general. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, or like a dragon, like any, like like a mythical creature. We will be getting a, a some of some crazier stuff later on in the series. We'll see that one with the fusors is like no fusors are dumb. Stuff. Like a like a mythical <laughs> creature. Can, or like Kendall, a I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but you you'll get something you'll actually be rather surprised by in season three. Okay, that's in like three um, months. A Hydra would be cool for mythical ones. Yeah. Or a Chimera. Chimera's kind of like a Fusor, though. Yeah. <laughs> Hydra would have been pretty cool, though. I could see it having like... It, it, some of its heads would turn into arms. Some of yeah. its uh, heads would like transform into guns, maybe. No, I, I like the idea of like head, like the heads turning into arms and legs. And every time they fought and he lost a head, he would get like a new arm or leg. And when he transformed into a robot, he'd be like, "Oh God, damn it, not again!" And have to like relearn how to walk or move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, again, a Griffin's kind of like a Fusor. So I mean, it's yeah. just like uh, <laughs> Silver Pulse, almost that. Yeah, we get a Wolf uh, Griffin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Some sort of a dog would have been cool. I wouldn't have. Yeah, the Wolf like guy. That. I mentioned yeah. it before. Uh, the Wolf toy. It's yeah. very similar to Cheetor. 
but a wolf. More yeah. dinosaurs also would be good, like a triceratops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triceratops would be cool. Which if side Rhinox would the triceratops? Oh, if you cool. had like a whole other uh, faction of like the herbivore dinosaurs, like a triceratops and a and a um and like a brontosaurus. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus, yeah. So basically yeah. the original Dinobots as actual <laughs> dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, pretty oh, much. Oh, yeah, because I even <laughs> said it's another faction. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, having a, I mean, having a, a third faction in in a, in one of these like sort of in a in a war like this would be would have would have definitely been interesting. Technically, wouldn't it have been a fourth faction? Because I mean, these aliens are sort of a third faction, I guess you could say. Okay. Well, I mean, they're like a monster of the week at this point, so I don't know. Mm. I mean, that's that's not. I mean, yeah, it is interesting, and I mean, they they had some potential of being interesting for like two seconds when when uh, Optimus and Megatron were not trying to murder each other so that they could examine this uh this uh the alien artifact like that was an interesting thing it's just a shame mm-hmm. that they decided that it would be more productive to have looney tunes geneva convention <laughs> <laughs> oh my well i think that's all our questions that we had for this week uh does anybody have anything they wanted to plug well still plugging usual things of they see me rolling and and jesse's Cooper's uh, podcasts of like Turn the Page, Alphabet F- Flight, and uh, Random Sampling. And did you have a thing or Kendall? Yeah, uh, DanielChair.tumbo.com for my art blog. And uh, this is Emeralds on Twitter. And this is Emerald on Instagram. Uh, and, and I want to uh, also oh. support uh, uh, Jordan because they see me roll it. It's classic. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so my main thing that I want to uh, push is uh, my uh, ukulele videos, although the calling it ukulele videos is, is become is a little bit of a misnomer because it's more mostly just my various of music videos uh, on YouTube. Uh, Kay Hallman, I just did. Uh, if you listen to the bonus episode, you heard me play uh, 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 Rest in Peace uh, from the Buffy musical episode and... Yes. Um, and heartbroken from the Doctor Horrible commentary, commentary musical. Uh, so I, ju- I just posted those videos this last week, and I'm—I don't know what I'm doing next, but uh, <laughs> but um, all, but like I'm sort of trying to figure out, like trying to be a little bit more serious with it. So if there are listeners that like want to check it out, and or if you have like song ideas that either that either things that I could do that would make you more likely to. Uh, check it out or um or uh songs that you'd like to hear me do ukulele-ness or whatever uh uh hit me up on twitter at k hallman or somewhere um on the internet um yeah i i listened to a a food beer video the other day the boy in the arab strap is that what the one was called was really good i was pretty happy with that one yeah it was really well done all your mixing and everything cool Um, speaking of videos we've got that new video series up on on a, a youtube channel now right like yeah uh, actually yeah yes yeah, i was first one today it was yep. pretty good i'm excited and uh we'll we'll be putting up some videos on there too like we said earlier um at this po- at the point in time you're listening to this we've already done the stream but we'll definitely like re-upload those to the video entropy site and then uh next uh i guess would it be the Saturday where this is airing that we'll be doing the the other stream we're I, planning? I think it is. So, I mean, hopefully you're you're going to catch us tonight playing yep. Mass Effect. 
Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll be tweeting. I mean, uh, we'll probably... We'll be we'll be tweeting out uh, when we start that. We haven't decided yet exactly at time of recording what time of day we're doing that. But yeah, it's gonna we're gonna try to like do do a little bit of a let me tell you about series, but not that because that's kind of Luke's thing. But yeah. I'll try to try to share Mass Effect with Kendall who hasn't played it as much <laughs> or at all. <laughs> uh, as far as for me, I sh- as always I shall plug audio entropy. Uh, as was mentioned earlier, there was the the new. Uh, video series for let me tell you about Metal Gear that just came out for Luke and Ashley Um, there's a lot of new episodes coming out TWA and Cosmic Call just had an episode come out last week there was a new episode of of, uh, Going Pear Shape that I think came out today as well if I remember correctly and there um, probably will be a new transmission radio by the time this is uploaded. Yeah, I would imagine. Maybe do the fifteenth so. every yeah. month. Oh well, they missed last month. But yeah. Pro- yeah, probably. I'm sure that's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, any time, uh, if anybody feels generous that they want to uh, to donate to Audio Entropy, it's not any sort of a profit thing for us. It's mainly to help out with any of the uh, the costs associated with running the website. Um, uh, TWA, especially Joel, has been very generous as far as with the hosting. Uh, so anything that can be done to to help out the cause is always appreciated. Um, but yeah, aside from that, uh, I don't have any really too much to plug. Um, aside from yeah, that stuff. I now need to go to bed because I need to wake up early and snowball my driveway because I'm literally getting hit by a blizzard today. So oh no, so much snow, too much snow. Way too much snow. There's way too many snows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, folks. It's been another week. Um, of course, tune in every Saturday. Try and have an episode up every Saturday, and then we shall have our bonus episode for Valentine's Day, which would have just passed. So, so uh, there you go. Uh, and of course, next week we will be reviewing the second part of Other Voices. So... So for Warren Beast, I have been Greg. I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. I've been Kendall. Let's roll. So the truce is over, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's over. I think so. I don't know. I mean, if you look at Article 17 of the Maximal Geneva Convention, uh, you can shoot each other during a ceasefire as long as the plot uh, dictates that it's not breaking the ceasefire.